Some of you have uh, been very kind to ask. Uh, Amy and I uh, went on a vacation last week. It was great. We have figured out it was our first vacation. Vacation. We've had a lot of family time, but it was our first real like vacation um, in about 12 years. It was it was great. We went on a cruise, and uh, it, it, the great thing about a cruise that you. It's not cruises aren't for everybody. If you can if you can stand the breadth of humanity uh, that is on a on a cruise, it, it's okay. That um, but uh, the great thing about the cruise is that you just you don't have to plan anything. You just you can do it or not do it. You just show up and and uh, they'll tell you uh, what to do. And that was great. And one of the things that we got to do, we went um, to Cozumel, Mexico. We got to go snorkeling, and I was really excited. I'd heard great things about this this particular reef. I hadn't been snorkeling uh, in a really long time, and and I was really excited about it, and, and so we got our fins, you know, and our mask, and, and he gave us all the instructions, and we kind of went over to the side of the boat, and um, and I and I, I uh, you're supposed to you know jump in, you grab your mask, and you just jump right in, and and, and I, I I looked down, and, and it was I was just thoroughly unimpressed. I um. I, I, the, the water was, was cloudy. The fish, I mean, there were a lot of fish, but they were kind of dull. And I, you know, I just thought, I, I paid a lot of money for this, you know? And I, um, and I just, I'd heard this is like the second best reef in the world and, and all this stuff. And I was like, this is the second best reef in the world. My goodness. And I just kind of went along Well, some, uh, not, not too long. I was, I was just kind of looking to see what I could see. And, and, um, and, and I leaned down. And I got some, you know, water down the down the snorkel. And I, I look, I got got up out of the water. And I looked. And I, I happened to be looking up at the boat. Well, the boat was all foggy too. It was all murky too. It turns out I, I was pulled off my my mask and 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 all I, did, I just rinsed it out and I put it back on. And I looked back down the water. And it was amazing. Like it was just. <laughs> Like it was just so clear, it was better than I mean, it was clearer than than the pool water. The the fish were just bright. I mean, there was bright purple fish and black fish with blue stripes that glowed, and there was yellow and it's just all kinds of amazing. We saw we saw a king crab like this big and a starfish was like this big, and we saw an eel and we saw all this stuff. It was great. Um, and it turns out that the problem wasn't the, uh, the, the reality below the surface. The problem was the lens through which I was looking at everything. And I just thought, well, that is a lot like the gospel. Because, uh, you know, Paul, this section of, of 1 Corinthians is so interesting. This is where, just right before our passage, uh, Paul says that the word of the cross is folly to those who are perishing. But to us who are being saved, it's the... It is the power of God. And he, he says now, he says, I, I didn't come to you with, with lofty words of wisdom. I mean, remember the culture that Paul was speaking into. They expected words of wisdom. They expected you to make your case and to have the, the most airtight argument. And, uh, and, and you think about the, what I get up and what our, our, all of our preaching staff, what we get up every week. And we say, this is, what we, this is the message that we proclaim to you. That, that there is an all-powerful being that you can't see, uh, that you can talk to and will speak back to you, but you can't really hear. And that, but you are separated from that being because you are not very good 
despite the fact that you've been told all your life that you can be anything you want to be and that you look at your life and see all the incredible things that you've been able to accomplish, but that we tell you that actually you're not really that good. And you'll never measure up to the standard of God. And you're, in fact, you're separated from Him. But God solved the problem and He became a man. And He lived a perfect life. And instead of um, just setting an example, He actually took the punishment upon Himself that we deserved. He was the judge, but He took the punishment upon Himself. And then He died. And then He came back to life. And then, after about 40 days after coming back to life, He floated up into the sky. And what we believe there is that He is, uh, is, that he is alive today. He is at the right hand of God the Father. That actually, this, you know, He is God, but He's, he's with God. And, and there's actually another God, but He's this all the same God. And, it's, uh, the whole, and now He lives inside of you. And that one day, we'll all get to be with this one God in three persons. And, and by the way, the guy, the guy that died, who was God, that, that was 2,000 years ago on another continent, in another culture completely. Guys, that is crazy talk. I mean, that is just insanity, unless it's absolutely true. Unless it is, it doesn't make any sense, unless, this is, unless it makes sense of everything. The Gospel is like, I mean... It's like the, the, the incredible ocean beneath the, beneath the surface. That unless the fog is removed by the Holy Spirit, we can't see it. It looks dull. It looks uninteresting. We're unimpressed by it. Until God removes the fog and gives us, uh, gives us a sense of its incredible truth. If you believe in the Gospel, then you can thank God that you believe in the Gospel. You can't take any credit for that because you were born in a fog. And yet God has taken that and removed that. And that's why we, we, that's why we at Advent, why we preach every week the Gospel message. And, and, and uh, I think Andrew uh, talked about it in his dean's class last week. He said that we, uh, accuse, we get often accused of just preaching one thing over and over, one, uh, a thousand texts and one, and one message. And, uh, and that's true. Because we just we want to say over and over again, and when the Spirit comes down, and He's ready to, to reach in and uh, and grab somebody's heart and tell them about uh, the gospel. That He's actually able to give life and flesh to the bones that we put out there every week in the, in the message. Uh, that we uh, we want to give opportunity to the Spirit to do that, and so we're so grateful uh, that God has given us this message. And it's kind of, it's, I, I was thinking about this message. I mean, Paul says, you know, you're not going to be impressed by the gospel by, by a well-constructed speech. And I'm thinking, well, I've got to preach a sermon on this. Um, you know, I've got to put together a, a sermon on this. But it's, it's just so simple, isn't it? And yet it makes, it is completely and utterly counterintuitive. Um, I, I have been, since we got back from, from our vacation, I have been completely glued to the television uh, watching the Olympics. Hey, anybody else with me? I mean, I'm a complete junkie. Uh, I, um, next year, if I'm flipping through the channels and I see figure skating, I will keep going. You know, I, I have no interest in figure skating. Except I can watch figure skating all day long because this is the Olympics. I don't, I, my, my six-year-old son and I, we, um, we watched uh, people from another continent that we've never heard of before skiing and shooting guns. It was awesome. It was just, we, we loved it. Um, and 
Um, and so I've been watching it. And something that I saw the other night, you know, there's a lot of controversy around these Sochi uh, Olympics. And there's political controversy and there's uh, stuff about terrorism and there's all sorts of things. And, and Bob Costas interviewed President Obama the other night. I don't know if you caught the interview. And um, this, is, this is what Obama said. He was, he was being asked about some of the, the political controversies. And he said, um, and I'm, by the way, I'm not making a political statement, but this, this, is, what, this is what he said. He said, what, why we all love the Olympics is because the Olympics isn't about who you love. It's about how good you do and how you perform. And I was so struck by that. That's actually, I mean, it's a good example. It's a good description of the Olympics. The Olympics are all about how you perform. And some, you know, other things in your, in your life, they may, they may not matter, but how, how you perform. That, and I love the Olympics. Uh, but it just struck me, that statement. It's not about who you love. It's about how good you do. That, that is absolutely and 100% counter to the gospel. It's all about who you love and who loves you. And it's not at all about how, how you perform. And there are really important things about how the, uh, the gospel uh, affects our life. But, but the gospel at its, at its core is, is about who loves you, who we love in response, and, and about what he has done. Uh, that he's the champion, that he's the king, uh, not uh, we ourselves. Now, the, Paul says, I, I, um, uh, I'm, not, um, I'm not come with wisdom. Yet among the mature, we do impart wisdom. It's not a wisdom of this age or the rulers of this age. Um, there is Christian wisdom, but it's all rooted in the gospel. So that when uh, you are confronted with a personal tragedy uh, or a sickness or a, uh, something going wrong at work, or you don't, you're confronted with a, um, a moral temptation or a, um, uh, you know, maybe. It, it, it may be something in, in your family or something at work or uh, you're confronted with, with some um, situation that you've never encountered before and how to care for someone else in, in the midst of their own tragedy. The gospel says that God is with you and that that is, that is what you have to offer. That is what you have to stand in. Uh, that is what you have. That you can't do it. That you don't have to do it. That He has done it for you and He is with you. And that is the message that will save. That is the message that transforms us. That is the message. And it doesn't make any sense. Because our, what we want, uh, if you heard Andrew's sermon this morning, I, can, if, uh, I commend it to you if you didn't hear it, hear it uh, this morning, uh, that what we want is to do it ourselves. We want to be the one on the podium with a gold medal, uh, whatever, wherever, whatever and wherever our podium may be. Uh, whatever accomplishment we we are um, to receive, and we expect that God wants to give us that gold medal. And in fact, He does accept it. The fact is that He's the one who won it, and He's going to share it uh, with us. And so, friends, I just want to uh, what I want to say tonight is that the uh, the gospel has everything to do uh, with who you love. It is that you love God in Christ because He has loved you, and it has nothing to do with how you perform. Uh, because uh, he has paid the price and he has done it all. And that that message can only make sense of everything that we do in the world. It can only be this, the lens through which we view the world if God has done a work in us. And so if you are uh, a believer in Christ tonight, give thanks 
to the Lord God who made it possible that you would believe such a message. But if you are struggling with that belief, if that is, if you still don't understand, if you have some reservations, two things to do. Number one, pray. Pray and trust that there is someone there who is listening to you, who has the answers, and who knows exactly the right time to make it clear to you. And ask him, ask him, and say, Lord, I don't understand, uh, but help. Uh, you know, Lord, I believe and help my unbelief. Lord, I don't understand, but give me clarity. And the second thing you do as you're praying uh, that prayer is to come and talk with one of us, or talk with a, a, a friend who, who knows Christ and whom you trust, uh, that you can uh, walk through those, and we can talk through those things. But it's not a matter of logic. It's a work of the Spirit. So thanks be to God. Amen. Amen.